Welcome to Bill's Poetique. This is your life. Hey, welcome to Bill's Poetique. My name is Bill Watkins. That's what they say it is. I believe them. Uh, I have a birth certificate and everything. William Ward Watkins. So uh, I live in the mountains of Mexico now uh, for a time writing my book. I woke up as I do with sort of ideas this morning from four or five in the morning to when I woke up. It was all about H.R. 40, 40 acres and a mule and reparations was in my my mind. And I saw my congressman, Jimmy Gomez, my congressman, where I last lived up there, what most people call Los Angeles. I often call Otsunia, Place of the Roses, the native name for the area before the Spanish came and conquered it. Um, I question the conquering names for things. Virginia was Wingandacoa, the area where, quote, Jamestown was planted, this fort that was the um, Paspaheg people in Pawatan land. So these places all had people and names uh, before an incredibly hard-fought, bloody war um, was, was fought and won by the British. It's really interesting the more I study and write about this topic. But today it was that second tier. For me, that land up there, United States of America, they call it now, um, has three, three major sins or sets of sins that are sitting there. And as an alcoholic in recovery myself, 17 plus years sober, thanks to God, with a sponsor, and I kind of worked this 12-step program a little bit. Um, it's helped me so much over the years. Um, I go back. I believe in going back and making amends for things we've done wrong. Uh, I might share a rap song I just did in the last, actually, 15 minutes. <laughs> I just recorded a little rap song um, called Make Amends. And uh, I just believe, become a believer in cleaning up where a lot of people are just like, hey, that was a long time ago. Let's move on. And it's often you look at the people saying that there's motive for wanting to just keep moving. I don't want to go back and, and see where my descendants committed crimes. And then I, I might lose my stuff if we look at that too long. We'll end up going to court. Supreme Court will, will say something else. They'll set a new precedent. I was looking up today, thanks to, I'm now on Instagram, uh, the last several months. Um, but I, I, what I do with it, I mean, I post pictures and stuff where I live, things I think are, are pretty or interesting. And, um, and I follow, like I do with my other accounts now, really, all social media, Facebook, Twitter. I follow Native American groups, individuals who are posting beautiful art, things to make you think. Uh, and this one guy recently, oh, let's see if I can give him props. He's been posting a lot. So is Danny Elfman. Hey, Danny. <laughs> uh, formerly of Oingo Boingo. He's been posting a lot. Is it na hashtag Native American? Is that the guy who's been giving me the goods lately? Let me see. Um... You know, you get 
you get on to uh, what other people are, are studying or doing, right? I'm studying stuff, and the Native American folks and tribes, it's been uh, cool to check in, and <clears throat> I was trying to find the guy who did it. Anyways, someone had posted about the um, doctrine of discovery, and in 1823... <laughs> How can I sum up doctrine of discovery? That comes from the 15th century. It's it's the Pope at that time declaring war on non-Christian peoples, and sort of wrote wrote a treatise uh, that all non-Christians could be taken over, all their hand, all, excuse me, all their lands. Um, it was what Columbus used to take the West Indies from the native tribes hurts to, to say it still, because it's, it's just criminal. It's wrong. Um, it's super perverse. It's the usurping of the Bible and Christianity. It's usurping that by certain people uh, trying to ascend in power and land. They usurp the Bible and Christianity first. Then with that, they usurp land and murder and kill people and tell lies about it. It's at the core of a lot of the Catholic Church, where it is now, was crime. Um, Spanish were really connected with the Catholic Church. They were one. The English battled with the Catholic Church, but they took what they liked, leave, leave what they didn't like, but they were super happy to go ahead and use doctrine of discovery. Whatever lands we discover that are not Christ, uh, owned by Christian people, they're ours. We own it, and we get to kill, kill off those who are there who oppose us. Um, and then that fell to the United States of America, right? Post-1776. What are we going to do? Well, in 1823, the Supreme Court, led by Chief Justice John Marshall, decided that we're going to go ahead and uh, 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 side with the doctrine of discovery. This, these lands, there, was dis there were disputed lands, Native American lands. I still got to do some more study in the specifics of it. But this, this decision sided with the fact that, oh, those lands were, were taken. And this doctrine of discovery makes it okay. That's a sin, major sin of the United States of America, just sitting there and festering, making us a worse place. Uh, second major sin, of course, is slavery. It started coming just after that time, 1619 first documented and known slaves to uh, and indentured servants to come in to Jamestown, which was a usurped land. Formerly Paspaheg was the name of the people where the British threw down a fort without permission. It's called stealing. Um, so these are crimes. They happened a long time ago, but I believe not to be judgmental against those who did it, but always to tell the truth. Let's tell the truth about it. The land was stolen uh, by force, and they used religion to do that. 
some call that the pious fraud, right? The ends justifying the means. Oh, well, we're going to turn it all Christian. And this is so, so noble that it, it it's going to be okay. This is, this is the right thing to do. It's an insanity. It's a perversion. And it's a bedevilment. Certainly, it's just the wrong side of life. Um, and that's where a lot of us are, right? That rebellious rabbi, that Nazarene who, who said, wide is the path to destruction and many are on it. Narrow is the path to heaven, the, the true path, the, the righteous path, and, and so few are on that. It's just always true. Lao Tzu saying, you want to change the world? It cannot be done. <laughs> 600 years before Christ, he said that. So it's a big group kind of doing bad. Anyways, we can try. We can try to do the right thing. 1823, the United States of America, the government, the Supreme Court, sided with this perverse doctrine of discovery, sided with land theft, and turned it, turned it into, quote, law, right? It's quote, law with quotes around it. It's perverse. It's not right. It's just put in writing to sound right. <laughs> um, so that was on my mind today. The second sin was on my mind. Third sin, in my opinion, all-encompassing, is killing John F. Kennedy. It's Central Intelligence Agency, members of that group, um, committing the perverse act of, of killing that Catholic president. Um, it's a weird set of events, and it still swirls. These people over at CIA, it's an interesting group. I, I we'll talk to you guys right now if you're there. God bless you and love you. My uncle was one of you. You know, I, my family goes way back in the military. And uh, the way I see it today, and it might change tomorrow, I see us coming hot out of World War II. Hot. Super hot. in super war-obsessed. Super, super into it. And, and, oh, and it seemed good. We won, right? It's, this is all... But it's war. It's never really good. If you do go back to Lao Tzu, he, he said of the Tao Te Ching, never to celebrate uh, war, never to celebrate. If your side, quote, wins, it's always to be observed like a funeral. People died. Um, the, 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 the wise man shuns it, abhors weapons of war, all of that. But there were some hot, hotheads, and they, were, they wanted to go on to the next war, right? And this is CIA. We learned from the British how to spy, and we're excited, and we're awesome at it. When's the next war? Okay, it's Cold War time. Well, it's, it's all espionage and behind the scenes. Yeah, I know there was a, a United Nations, 1945. Great chart. It's a beautiful charter. Anyone wants to read something really nice, I might read it on the show sometime. Um, the the UN Charter, beautiful. Did we follow it? No. We started the CIA. It's just the opposite. You go on the CIA site, let's make sure, uh, on their Twitter today. Let's see if they're still there. I've, been, I've, I've made complaints to my senator about this, among other things. But their, <laughs> their Twitter bio blurb is just indicative of what that sickness is. We are the nation's first line of defense. Okay, arg it's arguable. I, I, a lot of things in there I, I 
I won't wouldn't accept. Um, what about the First Nations? By the way, we have First Nations in this this land in the in this land that were um, neglected and their way of life neglected. Um, you know, for our Bible, Bible and guns. I'm trying to find my recording here. All right, I'm going to take a quick breather. So, sorry about that. Um, so CIA, we are the nation's first line of defense. Okay, not the worst. The next line, we accomplish what others cannot accomplish and go where others cannot go. What a freakazoid, weird thing to say. God bless you guys. It's just off. I love you, but you're off. It's just off base. It's not un-American. It's not democratic. You just you present yourself. I know you want to recruit. They want to recruit and and sound hot and like the movies. Be real fun. James Bond. Isn't this awesome? License to Kill. Isn't this great? No. Um, no. And what to what what gauges yes or no there? Well, how's your how's your peace? How's your peace of mind? Is there anything greater than peace and peace of mind? Peace of mind. Is there anything greater before you go to sleep? Peace of mind. You go where others cannot go. You accomplish what other. What is? Okay, so it just doesn't mean anything, uh, really. I um, I've reached out to them. I I offered my services as a writer. I think I could help them, <laughs> just kind of form what they want. Something good. Something good. Just flip it. Make amends. It's what my song I just uh, rapped, and I'll share it in a minute, is about making amends. That group. So that's at the, the end. So there's the three huge sins. There's stealing Native American land. Hard to get over that. Then we brought slaves to work it. Promised to pay the slaves in, in 1865. Uh, Given them land, 40 acres and a mule. And then reneged uh, with the... Ne- with the uh, um, when Lincoln was, was killed, you know, the, the South sort of reared its head again. Um, Jim Crow and all of this began. Um, two sins there. And then, then there's a second civil war called the 60s, called the Civil Rights Movement. And John F. Kennedy was in the middle of it in, by, in the end. You know, not necessarily great at it in my studies. When he became president in 61, not so pretty ignorant of the South and the struggles of African-Americans. By 62, getting getting better. He had met, he started meeting with the leaders, Martin Luther King and others, rest in peace. Um, by 63, he was honorary civil rights captain he was this is john f kennedy he was he started to he got it he was in the movement he started he started bleeding and sweating and 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 he was in the movement he was bashed around too at some point his his being a catholic his being xyz an intellectual um 
he was called an end lover, right? This was, became Kennedy. He became part of the movement. Martin, by 63, would have called J John Jack Kennedy my brother. You know, they were, they were brothers in, this, in the movement, just barely. He was just finally getting it. He didn't get it at first. I've read uh, Martin, Martin Luther King a lot. Wrote a big movie script about Martin and hope someone produces it someday. I can only hope. I gave it to the King Center. I gave it to his daughter, um, my, my movie script called MLK. Um, but in, the, in that study, I do, in reading every word Martin ever wrote, uh, on a, basically, that I could tell, um, yeah, he, he, he went through. JFK had a good learning curve from 61, eh, 62, okay, starting to get it. 63, he was, he was in it. He was in the movement. Killed. He was killed. Um, him being that to those Southern people, that end lover thing, didn't help him. His taking shots at CIA, John Kennedy, you know, didn't help him. Him leaving those CIA guys and their brothers, anti-Castro Cubans, to die or be captured at the Bay of Pigs, you know, really sealed his fate, along with a negative view of Vietnam struggle, of, of going into Vietnam full full board and looking looking for another war. Kennedy was just not that big on that. So it's almost how many how many strikes against him if you're CIA looking to fight a war, keep status quo going, FBI keeping status quo going. We don't want, you know, the people revolting, unrest. We want to fight back all of this. So Kennedy was all of a sudden number one enemy of the of uh, those folks, as, as far as I can tell. The the those uh, those guys deep in the Bay of Bay of Pigs CIA guys, uh, including I, I believe George Bush Senior uh, was was in the middle of that. Deep, 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 deep undercover. Beverly Hills Cop too. Deep, deep, deep. Gotta go deep. Um, God bless us. You know, I, I'm not poking fing I don't want to point fingers. It's f to point fingers. It's not pointing fingers to point fingers. It's, it's just telling the truth. It's, it's called health. Health is telling the truth. <laughs> Abiding by the truth. All right. So enough introducing. I'm going to throw down my new rap song called Make Amends. Then I'm going to present Greg. Wait, let me make sure I get his name right. Stage name and all. I call him Greg. Greg Foster. G.T. Foster. A poet from Pasadena area. That's where I met him. Um, I have a recording of his reading of an amazing work he made called Hip to the Jive. <clears throat> it's really, it drops really heavy in sort of a coat of, of, of fun and humor 
he drops really heavy, <clears throat> excuse me, concepts about slavery and slave au- auction. And it's just a very interesting piece. I hope to be able to talk to him about it someday. I, was, I tried to get him on for this show. And he's, he may not be super high-tech or tech-savvy on getting the right application to jump on this podcast. Uh, but I'm going to present the work called Hip to the Jive and uh, enjoy that. So it's my rap song, Hip to the Jive. And then for good measure, I, I'm just, I just threw on Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream audio. Just enjoy it and, uh, and reflect on the, our nation's sins and where we could make amends if we wanted to. If we wanted to jump on the narrow path to heaven and to doing the right thing, what would it be? Um, look up HR 40, House Resolution 40. Um, please support it. Tell your congressmen, congress lady, senators that represents you, that you care about the past and making amends. If you go into Skid Row and City of Los Angeles, quote-unquote, Otsunia, that area, it's by my humble look around at least 90% black, 90% African-American. And I just think that there's a line that can be drawn directly to slavery, not not owning anything, um, you know, there's a lot of different stories. You can't just say that it's all one thing or another. But I just think that it seems to me indicative that H.R. 40 is a good thing. It's roughly just a bill saying that we should study the effects of slavery and what happened. Could there be a form of reparations? What's the best way to make amends for the wrong. So that's my show tonight and I and I hope it's good enough for you. I'm just going to throw things back to back to back. Sit back and listen. I love y'all. Thank you so much. Peace. Here's my rap song, Greg Foster's great poem that he performed and I've got the audio and the great Martin Luther King, I have a dream, simple, the audio is just right there for you. I got it off of a Stanford's website, uh, Claiborne Claiborne Carson's uh, work there at Stanford. I love y'all. Peace and enjoy the show. And let's think about how we can make amends and make something out of the land up there currently called the United States of America, sitting on some very, very severe sins and crimes. (laughs) We we can, we can do better. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's never too late. No matter how far down the wrong path you're on, turn around. Never too late, make amends. <laughs> Was it only an AA thing? Alcoholics Anonymous taking me to a place so many shun called the past. I go back with my higher powers of light, get my gloves on, clean up the trash. peace how you gonna get there peace without justice it doesn't make any sense
piece that rainbow after the rain Tell the slaves they get 40 acres and a mule Pull it back, letting the devils instead of the better angels get ya HR 40 sitting in Congress thinking of Conyers before me too May have blotted the man, people judging others doing the best they can There's a time to call out the truth, but never to throw stones I'm living on stolen land, living in Mexico Till I've made a man's Friends, we must go back sometimes Before another step forward, make amends Friends, we got enough time, believe that, go back Amends <laughs> Believe that, this is part of my amends Yeah, I used to be a racist, sexist pig, unguided I used to be a racist, sexist pig unguided until I nearly died of drugs and alcohol, that was the gig. Flipped it, started turning it around. Then you get sensitive to other struggles, blood and tears, brought in chains, half or more dying en route. We gotta stop, pay slave descendants back before the clock strikes noon. We gotta go back, apologize to Native America. We gotta go back, admit CIA killed Kennedy. It's okay, they got addicted to war after World War II. Scapegoated Hitler forgetting We made him We trashed Germany after the first Clinton after the wall came down The American government hooting, hollering, sticking to Russia Now one row out rushes On our high with Putin stealing our stuff The law of karma Asking we tell the truth and make amends Let's tell the truth and make amends, friends Let's make amends It's time to make amends It's never too late to go back Let's make amends. My sponsor told me there's always a my part to resentment. Clean house and trust God. Make amends. We gotta go back. HR 40's on the block. 40 acres and a mule, it's never too late to pay it. We gotta go back, call it reparation. Hip to the jive. Grade school. Jump. Rope and recess cheers straight off the auction block. Two bits, four bits, six bits a dollar. All for Galen Clark. Stand up and holler. Push em back, push em back, way back. We are hip to the jive. Come on, team, skin em alive. Hip, 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 hoorah. Hip, 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 hoorah. Rhyming line shouts of altruistic joy. For each hurrah, count 50 boys. Two bits, four bits, six bits a dollar. What am I bid? What am I bid? The curse of ham. Perpetual servitude for the kidnapped, shiftless, glib, foolish, trifling, worthless, inherently inferior, heathen, blacks. But to explain the insane. When language and understanding are turned on their head, love of self becomes hate and dread. The black curse never was but is a conjurer's rationale to justify. It's nigger become my nigger and somehow stamped okay. It's jive, a false truth, a tease meant to cajole the black, white, Lie. Hip. Comprendin'. Entiendin'. Get it. Got it. Good. If you're keenly informed, aware of the latest greatest, 
able to walk the walk, talk the talk, and swing the dance. That's a kind of hip, a little hipster, yet never hippy hip. Hipness makes you the hip, hep, hipper, hepest who always knows what's up. But that's jargon, slang talk. Hipsterism as a way of life lived in unconventional patterns of jazz and religions of unknown origin. Ours is the hip hype hef of old high German, the mammalian trunk formed by the pelvis and upper femur. The language was also spoken by Dutch seamen. The word's etymology traces from cubitum elbow to Latin cubare to lie, hip and thigh, hip to a hip on a Dutch slave ship, black gold prisoners hooked to the jive, spelled G-Y-V-E in rhymes with lie from Middle English to the Middle Passage, fettered and shackled to hold them back. The blacks developed... Hambone sign. Hambone, hambone, what you see. Rum and guns being traded for me. Not ship shape. They were sick, sick, sick on that Dutch slave ship. To relieve and feed the captives, their tormentors gave them slack. They aired out on the top deck, but were held close for fear. They'd leap into the ocean and attempt to swim back. Then the dead were tossed into the deep. The fit poked and herded back to the dank foul stench and filth below. And there they were latched by their hips to the jives. Hambone, hambone, where you been? Been down yonder going again. In Barbados, the captains counted the slaves by tens. Each live ten counted as one hip. Five hips to one hurrah. Hip, 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 hurrah. Hip, 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 hurrah. Shackled and chained, they were shuttled ashore rained and corralled into the Negro pens to store. Two bits, four bits, six bits a dollar. What am I bid? What am I bid for these sable sons and daughters? Bidders, do not be shy. Touch, feel, believe your eye. No smallpox, nothing phony here. They have learned the whip and jive to fear. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, see her stout hips. What am I bid? What am I bid? Two bits, four bits, catch one by the toe. Look at the large neck, arms, and shoulders. Six bits, six bits a dollar. Man here says fifty dollars. If he hollers, let him go. Any more bits? Hambone, hambone, where you been? Hambone, hambone, what you see? Seed man and wife sold on block apart. Her children cry, what broke your heart? Once, twice, sold. I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history 
as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later, the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. 100 years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. 100 years later, the Negro is still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself in exile in his own land. And so we've come here today to dramatize a shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the Bank of Justice is bankrupt. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. And so we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. We have also come to this hallowed spot 
to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until there is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. not tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. But that is something that I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold which leads into the palace of justice in the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protests to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. And they have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. And as we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. 
There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. We can never be satisfied. As long as our body is heavy with the fatigue of travel, cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. We can never be satisfied as long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as a Negro in Mississippi cannot vote and a Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, no, we are not satisfied and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. I'm not my unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of police brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to Alabama. Go back to South Carolina. Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities. Knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friend, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood 
I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racists, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. And every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the South with. With this faith we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the crevaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands 
and singing the words of the old Negro spiritual. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. You've been listening to Bill's Poetique. You have a nice night, morning, afternoon, and we'll see you next time. Saturdays is usually when I post. Have a great one. Bye-bye.